here are 52 practical answers to your questions. I'm Erin Wolfram. I own and operate Career Advantage and Career Advantage Golf, where I help job seekers feel more confident and prepared throughout their job search. I help with things like resumes, cover letters, LinkedIn profiles, mock interviews, portfolios, really just anything job search related. But each week on this podcast, I answer one question from the public. And this week's question is, as a professional, what can I do to establish myself as an expert in my field? And today, I'm really excited to have Kirsten Flory here with me from Colliers International. So Kirsten, would you like to go ahead and introduce yourself to everyone? Well, sure. Well, Erin, thanks for having me on the podcast. Um, so my name is Kirsten Flory. I'm a licensed commercial real estate agent with Colliers International. So I, I work in the commercial side of real estate, not in the residential side of real estate. And I sure admire my colleagues all over the real estate world um, that, that work in this every day. Um, in addition to that, I've been doing that for about eight years. Um, my background's also in banking and business development and marketing, but my primary focus is working with small business owners. I think in the Midwest, we have a lot of them and I love working with people that have great ideas for new business ventures, new business ideas, whether it's something they're taking the leap and starting you know, from scratch, from new, um, or maybe even start, starting kind of a side hustle and wanting to venture out and have a secondary income for themselves. Um, I'm also a published author. Um, I wrote the book Golfing in Heels, and I published a new ebook last year um, based on my podcast, which is called The Small Business Mindset, How to Turn Your Idea into a Business. So thanks for having me today, and I love engaging with you in these conversations. Yeah, well, thanks so much for being here, and congratulations on the book. Um, we're going to talk about that more here pretty soon. Um, but, you know, since I've purchased my business, I've been following you on social media and really admire all of the things that you've been doing. So I thought you were you know, a great person to, to talk about this topic today. So um, to kick off the conversation, um, so do you think it's important for professionals to sort of establish themselves as an expert in their field? And if so, why? Yeah, that's a great question. Yes, and let me explain that a little more. I think a lot of us, depending on the industry that we're in, we wanna be a one-stop shop for everything. We wanna be an expert in everything. Um, if I can give you a little advice on how to, how to tackle that, be an expert in one thing. Do one thing really, really well. So for example, in real estate, you know, I, I work in the commercial side, not the residential side. Um, and then there's a lot of facets within within commercial real estate and same with residential real estate. I mean, there's a lot of facets in what you do. Um, so I would say pick something within your industry that either lights your fire or something that you have a unique spin on and go with that. Um, I think a lot of people, when they think of being becoming experts in that, it means maybe a lot of extra education. Yes and no. And I would say, you know, explore that is something that, you know, that complements you and that, you know, gives you an elevated edge if it's necessary. I think the concept of always be learning in your industry is very powerful or always be learning in elements that complement your industry. You know, for example, I deal with a lot of financial aspects of business. So I'm being competent in understanding those resources that are available to myself and my clients creates more of an expertise in my field because I'm more of a resource. And so, you know, Yes, establish yourself as an expert, but establishing yourself as more of a niche expert, I think is something that you should strive for. 
So I absolutely love that advice of kind of trying to, you know, choose your niche or your focus and um, become an expert in, in something that, you know, you're really passionate about. Because I think it can be really overwhelming to people if they think about becoming an expert in, you know, every aspect of their industry. And, you know, quite honestly, that's probably not possible to do very well. So I, I really like that advice a lot. And, you know, that's something that I talk about a lot in the job search too, is to really find your focus when you're searching for a job and don't just apply for anything and everything out there, but figure out, you know, what it is you're passionate about, what it is you're good at, and really uh, focus in on that. So right. I think that's, you know, relevant to the job search as well. Um, but like I said, I've been following you on social media for a while now, and I think you do a great job of, um, you know, establishing yourself as an expert and providing quality content to people that's, you know, really valuable and helpful. So what are some ways that you feel that you've been able to establish yourself as an expert in your field? And what are some of those things that you have found to be most effective? Yeah, most definitely. So I think that the big hairy, you know, <laughs> thing in the room is, is social media. Um, I, I'll be honest with you. A number of years ago, I didn't like social media. Um, I thought it, I tend to be more of a private person personally and integrating my kind of private life into my public life was a little, you know, uneasy for me. Um, I do realize over time, I think, I think I handle that a little delicately and I probably don't share as much as other people do, but I do think it's great to have a personality behind your messaging and using social media. And honestly, I, I think the best social media platform for myself and my business is actually LinkedIn. And I've heard somebody use the analogy of LinkedIn is the boardroom, Facebook or Instagram is more of kind of a cocktail hour and, and just different kinds of platforms. Um, I think my target audience tends to be business owners, so that platform works really well for me. But I think as you're as you're developing a presence online, um, whether you start with social media, which is a fantastic way to start, and I think the audience we're probably talking to today is probably like, okay, been there, done that, have the social media page. So I, I apologize, I'm, I'm regressing a little bit here. It's a free medium, which is great. Now you can go way into the weeds and and buy ads and sponsorships and really you know get your Google ad search up. And those are elements that you're just going to have to play with a little bit. Um, and hashtagging, again, I'm probably not, I'm speaking to the choir here, I'm sure, when I'm talking about social media. If you want to do a little bit more of a deeper dive and establishing yourself as an expert, I actually do recommend getting your own website. Um, I know that a lot of people seek out social media first, but they like to have a landing page. And that, and, and the and websites, and Erin, I know you have one too, you know, a lot of them are free or very inexpensive to host. Um, I think your domain name is pretty powerful too. I know mine is just my name, kirstenflory.com. I would say seek out something that resonates with you, whether it's your personal name or the name of your business or the name of your philosophy or your initiative. Because I think the more you can brand that and tie that to your social media outreach and your messaging, it all kind of funnels back in. Um, your website also can provide you with a great landing page for a lot of information, links, yes. resources, how to connect with you. It's just kind of a one-stop shop. So that way they're not having to remember oh, an email address or a Twitter handle or this, 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 this. Make them all synonymous. So you want people, if they Google you, because that's what I do, if I'm trying to find out something or somebody, I'm Googling their name right into right. the Google search engine. I'm like, what pops up? And so if you haven't done that in a while, I recommend do that for yourself. Google your name. 
Google the, the name of your business, what, whatever you're trying to market or sell, see what pops up. Um, you might be surprised that there might be other entities that are similar to you or might be confused with you. So think about something that sets you apart a little bit and why does that make you different? Um, I also, on the social media front, again, this is something I think a lot of people already know, but I can't encourage enough. Post on a regular basis. And I know, you know, I, I struggle with this because I know sometimes I wake up in the morning, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have an idea for 50 different posts. And, and that's great. I, I park them in a lot of different areas. I might use the notes section on my cell phone, especially if I'm out and about. I'm like, I need to do a brain dump. And I have all these ideas for a podcast or a blog post or, you know, a topic or, you know, just whatever. I mean, I just, I need to get the idea down and park it for a minute. And that way you can kind of calendar it out and get them in there. I think frequency helps build your audience. And if you think about whether it's on social media or just your normal outreach, if you're constantly touching your potential audience base, you're in front of them more and more and more often. And you're establishing yourself as an expert because you're go-to. I mean, I, I, I hear a lot of people that are in sales, for example, let's say you're in car dealer sales. You know, at some point in people's lives, they're probably going to have to buy a car. And that's probably going to happen more often than, you know, buying maybe a, a sofa or a washing machine <laughs> or, or something else, maybe a fine piece of jewelry. Um, and so being that top of mind awareness constantly, if you still listen to the radio like I do when I'm in the car, I mean, think about how many car dealerships advertise still on the radio, right? And so using that kind of as a, to use elementary, but a basic way to market yourself. It's that frequency of the messaging and being unique and helpful is, is great. In addition to that, if you think about your messaging, if you're like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to say. Um, a picture sells a thousand words, right? I mean, taking pictures or interesting pictures, even if it's just like, what are you doing today? Or what's in your office? Or what's in your world? Or what's out your front door? you know, whether it be physically at home or in your office or shop setting, you know, gives people an idea of, oh, that's how they work. And that's what they're looking at. Or that gives me a certain type of feeling when I think about them. So don't be afraid and don't overthink it. I think that's another thing too, that I know we all kind of hesitate on. It doesn't have to be perfect. In fact, I bet if I go back and look at some of those earlier on social media posts, I'm like, oh my gosh, what is this, what is this craziness? What was I thinking? That that didn't take very well, or maybe the message didn't come out right. It's okay. It's it's an evolution. And the important thing is, is that be open to what your audience tells you. You know, if if people are giving you feedback, great. Any feedback is great. Hey, I like this. I don't understand that. Tell me more. Um, even more importantly, don't so much focus on the amount of likes on your posts, if you're on social media, it's more about views. Because a lot of times, I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of it too. I'll be scrolling through a social media page, just kind of checking the highlights. I might not like every post, but I might stop for five or 10 seconds and kind of read the highlights. That's the important part. That's the hook. And that data can be given to you pretty easily on those platforms. So I hope that kind of gives you a little bit of sense of, of a direction to go in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, I, I think you're right. Like, even if someone isn't liking your content, doesn't mean they didn't see it. 
And then they might remember, you know, in three weeks when suddenly they are ready to buy a car or something, they can remember that and recall like, oh yeah, so-and-so posted, you know, something about this topic that I'm now interested in. And they may go back and, you know, either refer to it or like you said, go to, their, go to your website now to, to gather more information. So um, yeah, I think consistency is key. And I really liked what you said too about, you know, showing some personality and uh, knowing that things don't always have to be perfect. I mean, sometimes you have a great idea that is going to be you know, really beneficial to people and maybe you aren't ready for the day. You don't look great, you know, but you know, that's okay. Just, just put it out there and show your real self. And I know that I have found honestly that in my you know, social media that those are generally the posts that do get the most engagement because it yeah. shows me as a person and, you know, not just this business. And I think that most business owners, most professionals, you know, they want people to get to know them and want to utilize their services or buy their products, you know, from, you know, them as a person, not just, you know, because they, right. they need the product or service. And so I think that that really helps with, um, you know, validity and legitimacy as well, and just overall likability. So um, I think I think that's great. And um, so you also have a podcast, right? You, yeah. Yeah. And so I think that that, you know, is another way that you have kind of established yourself as, as an expert as well. And um, so how long have you been doing your podcast? So I started my podcast almost about two years ago. Um, I know I've actually talked to a lot of people about starting podcasts as well. I'm sure you have too, Erin. And I know that Podcasts are, my opinion, a great way to, again, have a voice and have a way to display your thoughts and your advice and to engage with your audience in a little different way. Um, that's another great platform that I encourage you to engage with. Um, I hope you are engaging with certain podcasts. I hope you're listening to this one. <laughs> Mine's called The Small Business Mindset. Um, I listen to a lot for a lot of different reasons. I mean, um, we know whether it's personal or business or expert advice or a certain, maybe, maybe a certain podcaster that I just like their messaging on. Um, I feel like it's really the new radio and, and the beauty of it is you can listen to it anytime and download it. Um, if you are somebody that's thinking about exploring, starting a podcast, you actually can do it and kind of test out your, your voice or your message or, or what you're doing um, for free on YouTube. I know a lot of people don't necessarily have the, the podcast platform where they have actually engaged and uploaded onto like an Apple podcast or Spotify and, and actually done that direction because, you know, there there is some money involved. There is some right. licensing you have to um, subscribe to and some formatting that's a little different. Um, if you want to just get started, and that's what I encourage you to do, just get started. Record yourself. Um Several of my podcasts don't have guests. It's just me talking. And, um, you know, and sometimes that's a great message too. I know there are a number of people, even here locally, that host what they call a podcast, but they they do it video and they just do it on YouTube and then they publish it on social media. I mean, it's it's a similar format. Granted, it doesn't, it doesn't get out into the podcast formatting world, but that's okay. It's all about testing your audience. You know, if it's something you're comfortable and being in front of a camera and seeing your face, um, you can test, you know, your cadence of your speech. You can test, you know, what kind of message you want to portray, the length, all that kind of stuff. That's a fantastic way to tie that in. Definitely. And I would say, too, you know, um, if 
starting your own podcast seems like that's too overwhelming, something you're not quite ready for yet. You know, trying to be a guest on other people's podcasts, I think, is another great way to establish expertise. Um, You know, either, you know, reaching out to local podcast hosts, for example, and say, you know, hey, I really love what you're doing. I have some information that might be relevant that your listeners might be interested to interested in, excuse me, or just through establishing relationships with other, you know, podcast hosts, they may invite you to be on their podcast. So, you know, I've been a guest on your podcast. Now you've been a guest on my podcast. And so um, that might be a way to kind of, you know, dip your toe into the, the podcast world and see if it's something that you really are interested in and want to pursue further. That's fantastic advice. Yes. You mentioned earlier that you recently wrote a book. So again, congratulations. That is a you know great accomplishment. So tell us a little bit more about that and why you decided to do that. <laughs> I think I think it started out um, to see if I could do it. <laughs> Personal challenge. <laughs> personal challenge. You know, I think it, it's funny. I get I get people asking me that a lot too. I hated English in high school and college. <laughs> hated it. Hated it. I mean, I think I was more maybe a journalistic writer. I liked I liked writing how I how I speak. Um, I think writing a book started with writing a blog. And um, go back about ten years ago. That really, I mean, that was kind of one of the earlier types of mediums to get your message out in a more public way. And just testing, testing my voice. I think all of us have a story to tell that's unique to us. And I think for me, um, so I wrote um, Golfing in Heels. I actually published it back in 2013. And then I republished it with edited content and expanded content this last year. Okay. Um, for me, that particular book was important because I think I realized that, hey, listen, I'm, I'm somebody that's working in more of a corporate America setting. Um, I'm a female. And I realized that a lot of guys that I work with um, tend to golf a lot. And, you know, why aren't women doing this? And so it was it was a way for me to have a conversation. And I started having a conversation before I wrote the book about, okay, is golf the only thing that, that we're not really getting into? Or are there other activities that we as professional women um, need to think about engaging with? And, and how are we embracing this? I mean, golf tends to be a more gentlemanly type of game. Um, and when we hear a colleague say, hey, I'm taking a client out golfing today, they're gone for most of the day. And we probably don't even bat an eye about it. We're like, of course, they're, they're entertaining a client. You know, this is, part of, this is part of business, right? But who's to say that we couldn't do the same thing instead of take a client golfing, why don't we take them to the spa? We're kind of accomplishing the same thing. But it's just having those conversations and permissions about like, you know, why are you exploring alternate means to do business and to do life and to give yourself permission to, to have all those things? Um, the book writing process, though, is very interesting. And I know a lot of people have come to me and say, I have this great idea for a book. And I'm like, I am so excited for you. Go for it. I think it's another part of the overthinking process for a lot of people. Um, if I could give you any advice, and if you, if you jump on my podcast and go back a few episodes, I actually talk about how to write a book. Writing a book actually is, it's not as hard as you think if you have the general idea. And it's as easy as putting together an outline and doing a little bit of a brain dump on your topics. And if we circle back to your earlier question, Erin, about like establishing yourself as an expert or just being relevant in your field, writing something or publishing something, whether it's a book, whether it's an ebook, um, which is a little easier to publish, 
um, whether it's a blog, I mean, whether it's, you know, your guest writing an article for somebody, um, you are getting the written word out in your own voice. And it's pretty powerful because again, your voice is unique. Your perspective is unique. Um, if it's something you feel more comfortable doing that than speaking or in addition to, I think it allows you to have a lot of layers to what you're all about and allows people to reference you in a lot of different ways. So I would love to chat with people that, that have interest in writing a book. Um, I think, you know, there's a lot of value into it. And I think I've been enamored of people that have taken that leap and have gone through that process. It's pretty exciting. Well, that's great. And I think, you know, you mentioned a few other things there that, again, if writing a book seems too overwhelming to somebody, there are other things that you can do, right? Like you mentioned writing a blog or, you know, writing articles as a, you know, a guest writer for publications. I actually do that for, for a magazine. And, you know, I think a lot of people don't realize also that you can write your own articles and publish them on LinkedIn as well. So you don't necessarily you know, have to be connected to an actual publication. You can write articles on LinkedIn and share them on your own profile and that can help establish expertise also. So there are a lot of ways that you can establish yourself you know, in writing um, you know, beyond writing a book. So, um, and the other thing that I have found going back to your tip of um, making sure to have a, a quality website is once you do have a blog or you have, you know, articles that are published, things like that, you can then link those on your website so people can access them if they come to your site and want to learn more about you and, and your, you know, areas of expertise, they can then access those articles or that blog or whatever it might be. So yeah, I, I think that's great. So we've talked about, you know, some of the things that you have done and some of the recommendations that you um, have for folks as far as establishing expertise. Are there any like really kind of maybe off the wall or creative things that you have seen that people have done to establish expertise or kind of um, just kind of get the word out about, you know, themselves or their, their business or brand? Absolutely. I think there was a, a term that was coined a number of years ago called omnipresence. And I think it, it probably originally applied to people that maybe have a traditional storefront. So your business is located in an office or in a, in a storefront, in a retail storefront. And thinking about how do you engage with your audience outside of those front doors? And especially this last year with COVID, I think we've realized it more and more. We have to be visible in more than one location. In fact, you know, a lot of locations. And we have to be accessible, whether it's, you know, here's a physical location, an address where you can come and see me or see my office or see my stuff. Here's a website. Here's how to order online and in person. Um, here's a carryout option. Here's a delivery option. Here's a wholesale referral option. I mean, I'm just talking about retail right now, but you have to think a little bit outside the box as far as like, how can people connect with me? Why would they wanna connect with me? And I'll use myself as an example. So commercial real estate, I work with people that are looking for office space or retail space or industrial space, right? And so they're like, hey, I'm an electrician and I've been working out of my home and I use my garage as my shop space. I'm now, you know, I'm ready to hire employees and I, I need to find a space. What does that mean to me, right? And so it's, it's thinking about how do they connect with me? I might get connected with them, quite honestly, through their accountant because, you know, they're doing their taxes and their tax, their accountant's like, wow, your revenue's really up this year. Have you thought about hiring? Well, I don't know. Well, have you, have you thought about buying a second truck? 
well, where am I going to park it? Well, I know somebody that can, have, you know, so just thinking about what, what are those circles of influence within your life that make sense and referral networks. I mean, sometimes it's not always the most obvious place that you think of. For me, I mean, kind of the top ones would be accountants, you know, attorneys, property managers, building owners, you know, chamber of commerce is huge on my list. Um, but thinking about how you interact, but then there's all those other surprising areas where, you know, someone's just looking for a resource and maybe they connect with you on a personal level because maybe you both have a dog. <laughs> and you're like, wait a minute, it seems like we have something in common here. Tell me more about what you do. I had no idea. And so my advice to you in establishing your brand, establishing your area of expertise, especially in this environment, pick multiple platforms where you can be visible and you have importance. If you're having a challenge about thinking about like, what do I do really well? What's my, what's my area of expertise, even above and beyond just your area of business? So if I think about like, what's my area of expertise above and beyond just the commercial real estate, you know, think about skill sets that you do really well. Are you someone that's crazy organized or you're great with analytics or you can run a spreadsheet like nobody's business? I'm talking about myself here a little bit, <laughs> you know, that that you have that you have that skill set where you can analyze the financial side of a business transaction or maybe you're somebody that's really creatively minded that you can you know take a look at a design or a setup not only for you know a space or a logo or a window display or a website design and you can you can just put it together really fast maybe you have technical skills but i would say use those skills to enhance what you're doing and set yourself apart in your industry yeah, that's great advice. And thank you so much. So um, where can people find you? You already mentioned your website, kristenflory.com, but um, where can people find you if they're interested in, you know, connecting or um, need commercial real estate or help with their small business? You got it. So my website is probably the best one-stop shop, kristenflory.com. And my name's spelled K-I-R-S-T-E-N. Um, there, there's actually links to all of my current listings. If you're, if you're in the commercial real estate search space, um, I'm on Instagram at Kristen Flory. I'm on LinkedIn at Kristen Flory and Facebook. Um, like I said, I I also you know encourage people to reach out if they want if if you're if you're somewhat local. I love to sit down with people, have a cup of coffee, um, just explore ideas. I think that's probably quite honestly a lot of where the best ideas come from. Even if it's not something that we're helping each other immediately with business, I am a huge supporter of just the brainstorming. Tell me what's going on in your world. Um, let me hear about what you're thinking, because I think the power of getting it out of your mouth and expressing that verbally out loud to somebody and, and getting that interactive feedback, I think is hugely powerful. I know a lot of times I might have ideas going around in my head and I have no idea what the execution strategy is, but having the opportunity to kind of process that in a verbal way is hugely powerful. So I welcome you to reach out. Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining today. Um, if anyone out there needs assistance with career development or their job search process, you can check me out at careeradvantageresumes.com or careeradvantagegolf.com. I also have Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. It's at Career Advantage Resumes and Twitter. It's Advantage Career. So thanks again, Kirsten, and thanks everyone for joining us today. I hope everyone has a great day.